me some intro music. Ooh. <laughs> I like it, I like it, I like it. Women, get it. Okay, let's go down that road. I didn't see that coming. There's a surprise at every turn. Woman, get it. This week's episode of Woman Get In Podcast. I am Miley, and I am super happy to be here with you and with my lovely podcast partner. Hi, I'm Mandy. Yes. <laughs> I, I had a moment. I never know what you're going to do here I in the either. beginning. Sometimes it's like. You and me both. Sometimes it's right on the money, and then sometimes I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> well, I was like, should I say podcast partner, my lovely co-host, my pee-pee? <laughs> You know, you know, I love pee pee. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How are you doing, Mandy? I'm super good. How are you? I'm doing good. I just scooped you up from the airport. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Moments thank you. ago. Yes. And, and then we inhaled sushi, inhaled sushi which is like that. the f- third time I've had sushi in five days. And I was saying there's no judgment there. I'm actually Girl. jealous because I could eat sushi every day. I'm living my best life. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and you introduced me to the mushroom roll, which is really good. That mushroom roll is oh, yeah. bomb. Yeah, it was amazing. I, I think about it way more than <laughs> I care to admit. <laughs> it's really it. good. It. It's actually one of the one food. Like it's rare that I'm like, I really want to go get this. You know, it's mm-hmm. I just don't crave certain things sometimes. But anytime I go near that corner, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that mushroom roll. (laughs) I think about it. The reason why I love mushrooms so much is because of my best friend, Amber. I hated, hated mushrooms. No one hated mushrooms more than me. Are you sure? I'm sure. I don't know. I mean, I used to almost throw up if I bit into a mushroom. Oh, Oh, wow. It was like a gag reflex. It was bad. I guess not. You win. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I, I lived with my best friend, Amber, for three years during college Mm -hmm. and she loved making mushrooms mushrooms this mushrooms that mushrooms every day (laughs) and the somehow i ended up really loving it and now i love it too so yeah i still have a hard time with some mushroom like yeah there's just it's a texture thing for me because as a kid my mom put canned mushrooms like canned sliced mushrooms Mm -hmm. in our food and i mean not in my food because i would almost vomit on the table if I bit into one of those nasty, I was like, it's slippery and it's crunchy and it's just the wrong, mm-hmm. like food shouldn't both be slippery and crunchy. That is true. That's my, that <laughs> I stand firm on this. So yeah, mushrooms were a real struggle for me. Going vegan made me like mushrooms. Oh, like eventually I just okay. started eating them and, and trying lots of different mushrooms, like oyster yeah. mushrooms. Yeah. I mean, to this day though, you will never catch me eat a portobello burger. Never. Ever. Oh, I love no. those. No. You want I, me to bite into oh. a giant mushroom and put a big hunk of it in my mouth? Yeah, I can't imagine. I, totally I cannot. Oh, wow. Okay. No. I also love cremini mushrooms on my pizza. Uh, no? I can oh, get around okay. them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll buy them. I'll buy baby Bellas and creminis and I'll, mm. you know, put them in food. Okay. They have to be pretty small, though, for me to enjoy them on pizza. Got you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well. Thank you for picking me up from the airport and yeah. for treating me to sushi. You're welcome. I feel like so spoiled. <laughs> you brought me donuts. Yes, because I've been eating huh? so much the last five days. I don't feel bad about it. Every video I got from you was you eating an <laughs> ice cream, eating a donut. And then you were like, I found so many vegan foods. And you're like yeah. sending me videos of all these things you're eating. I'm like, I thought she was at a conference. <laughs> okay, so. When did she have time to go eat all of this? <laughs> I I don't know what came over me uh, during this conference, but my mind was constantly on where are we going to eat next? Like when's the next time we're eating? What are we eating? Did anyone think about this? This is a major problem. Like I need to know where we're going to eat next. And part when. of me, part of me thinks that perhaps I have influenced you <laughs> <laughs> while we're at breakfast. It's like, what are we thinking for lunch? <laughs> no, I, I wonder. Yes. And that, but I also wonder if, because I've been in Portland and it's been rainy and usually I'm the person that when I am traveling, I'm just out and about doing stuff. Yeah. And this time around, my feet just were cold the whole freaking time. And <laughs> I realized that that is my my uh, kryptonite. Like when my feet are cold, I do not want to do anything. I am And so I was like, the only thing I could look forward to was eating. <laughs> <laughs> so i was constantly eating she's like because i know they're not eating outside up here in portland we're gonna be inside the building and my feet will be warm and dry yeah feed me yeah 
So when I'll Milo, order it you like lot, to eat though. I mean, I do. it's I one do of the reasons we're friends. Yes. If you, if y'all like to eat, you're gonna have a hard time with me. <laughs> me too. Because like, I mean, food is integral. I mean, yeah. it's just it's a it's what I build trips around. Yeah, you do. I mean, there might be a site or two, but I mean, I am looking up the places I want to eat yeah. well um, in advance and finding out what days they're closed so I don't miss it. Yeah, you're a lot better at that than I am because I'm more of a landmarks and outdoorsy adventure stuff. I plan my vacations and time around that stuff. Yeah. And then the food is on like just extra. <laughs> but when I don't have outdoorsy stuff, I'm all about food. <laughs> Next on the list is food. Yes. yes. Portland was super fun. Besides the rain and the cold. Yeah. I mean, it was nice to be in the rain because here in Arizona, we don't get the rain very often. So I use an umbrella for the first time in... I don't even know how long. It has literally um, been raining yeah. so much in Phoenix. But I, not enough for me to use an umbrella. That's fair. So here because... I still don't own an umbrella. I bought one when I went to Italy because it rained there and then I left it. <laughs> oh. I was like, I'm not yeah. packing this and bringing this back. When I went to Penn, they gave me a umbrella because uh-huh. it was raining there. And then they said I could keep it. So I have an umbrella from Penn. Cool. But uh, that's the umbrella I haven't used now. But... I don't really use an umbrella when it rains here because I'm usually in my car within minutes mm-hmm. driving to a place that I yeah. just run into within a couple minutes too. Same. But there in Portland, I was walking around a lot. Mm-hmm. And it was fine. When I picked you up from the airport and I was driving through, I thought, man, everyone coming out of this airport is dressed like they came from somewhere quite cold. Yeah. Everybody was in pants and long sleeves. I'm like in shorts. Like- I know. I looked over at you and I was like... <laughs> Is she cold? Is she not cold? But then I realized I was super hot. It's almost 80. Yeah. yeah. So um, mm. it's summertime. Summer hit. Man. It arrived. You missed it. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, I left. I must have been 40 degree rainy weather when I left. Yeah. It was it was really nice here all weekend. We had really good weather at the oh, Vegan Social. It was warm, but not crazy. There was a little thin veil of clouds that kept the sun from being too intense. So mm-hmm. it was warm again, warm, but not like hot and sweaty. Yeah. Not like it will be, I'm sure in April and May. I was here for 12 hours on Saturday night. Oh yes. I, I missed on it. Thursday. I then I took a flight, landed here at 730 on Saturday night to oh see gosh. our good friend Katie Martin dance her, her, her heart away she won first place the in the pictures were yeah, so she's cool amazing so she's been rehearsing this dance uh for seven months to seven? compete and she's been fundraising for the last seven months to raise thousands of dollars i think she alone raised 20 to twenty-five thousand dollars for the national kidney foundation of arizona but all together i think all of the dance competitors raised over $150,000 for the National Kidney Foundation of Arizona. Wow. And so uh, that helps so many people who are on dialysis, who have barriers to get to dialysis or even mm-hmm. medication or other medical visits that they need in conjunction with their kidney failure disease and things mm-hmm. like that. So uh, I watched her compete and then passed out on your couch at midnight, woke up at 5 a.m. for a 6 a.m. flight back to Portland. Uh, <laughs> you sent the- <laughs> me a picture of you sleeping on my couch. I'm like, you could have slept in my bed. <laughs> I could have. Well, like no one's there (laughs) but i pretended like you were there it was like old times (laughs) it's cute yeah thank you for letting me stay the night at your place too. of course it was just much easier because my car was already here and i could just uber straight to the airport so Mm -hmm. it's nice and uh and so that was it and then back to portland for three days and now i'm back home and then i'll be back on the the airplane in a few days going to south dakota well congratulations katie yes because she looked rad. I saw snippets of the video. I was watching, like, I must have watched 15 strangers Instagram stories because she would reshare. So then oh, I would yeah. go to their stories if they were public. And I would just watch them all <laughs> to see all the clips from the night. It was really cool. Yeah, it was awesome. I took yeah. clips too. but I, I could not them. stop thinking of her, though, when she told us that her Bulgarian dance instructor uh-huh. called her a potato. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was watching it and I, I mean, she was great, but I just could not stop thinking about him calling her a potato. (laughs) Like, so funny. And he was really nice. And, but I could see like, he really saw her potential and really pushed her. Yeah. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I can't wait to see her. She had a birthday too. So happy belated birthday, Katie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 We need to get together. Girls night. Yes. Mm -hmm. Soon. How about you? Good. I'm really warm today. So, but it is 80 degrees, but we, I went to a spring training game yesterday 
with the new guy whose name I'm still not really oh, sure what we're going to call. hoping that we would have a name for him by now. <laughs> I'm still not really sure what I'm going to call him yet on here, but um, I'm workshopping some things. We'll see. Uh, we ended up going to a spring training game yesterday and um, I met his kiddo. She's on spring break this week. So it was him, her and me. Mm -hmm. Spring training yesterday. Got a lot of sun. There was not a single cloud in the sky. So I'm still I feel like I'm still radiating a little heat from that Mm -hmm. because I'm just not used to I also did walk today outside for like 35 minutes. So whatever. But yeah, so I feel I feel warm today. But it was a really good weekend. Okay, How was it meeting? It was good. Uh, it was really good. Yeah. It was easy and fun. Oh, good. I yeah. Glad. I saw a picture of the three of you. Did you? Where? Where did you see a picture? <laughs> Somewhere. And someone who showed me. Yes. Yeah. Super cute. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'm yeah. glad you guys all had a good time. Yeah, it was fun. It was good. It was nice. Oh, I'm glad. I have a story. Oh, God. I forgot about You were supposed to story, tell us the story like last ago, week. Or maybe, yeah. Last week, so oh, yeah, because, we talked yeah. about this. Are we calling him Colorado guy? Denver guy? Why, do you already have a Colorado guy? No. Do you anticipate more than one Colorado guy? You need to no, d- I guess we can call delineate them by city? I have workshopped names, I guess. <laughs> I've been hey, calling yeah, him. I don't know. I mean, we've been on two days. Does he deserve a name? Well, you have to say something. You're right. Okay, I, Colorado guy. <laughs> um, so I've been calling him Colorado guy because... I didn't know what else to call oh, him. Oh, okay. We'll and, call him Colorado and guy. My guy and I have been talking about you and oh, him. Oh, you so. have. Well, he heard the story. He heard this story. <laughs> oh, he heard this particular story. Okay. So. Well, he didn't. <laughs> if you guys heard that, <laughs> Miley just slapped her forehead. <laughs> oh my god, that was amazing. <laughs> so. The day you sent me this whole story, like in a text thread really late at night, I think you were like, I forgot to tell the story. You sent me this whole text thread and I was dying. And I was like, I cannot wait to tell him like my guy this story. And so when he came over the next day, I was like, oh, he said something. He said something to me that reminded me of you. Like everything reminds me of you. So I go, oh, my gosh, you have to read something. So I pull up my phone and I get my text, my text thread up and I go right to the I start it at the first thing where you're like, I forgot to tell this story. And I go, just read from there, like down, you know, and you'll get to you'll you know what the story is. You just read a few. And he just like shaking his head like, oh, my gosh. Okay, so he was I like, think, wow. <laughs> I, <laughs> Manny and I have gotten real close over the years. And so usually <laughs> what happens is nothing really like phases her or or like she's helped me not be so embarrassed about certain things or a lot of things, actually. Hey, man, we're all human. And growing up, growing up, like there's a lot of things that I'm embarrassed about and I don't tell anybody. But Manny's probably one of the she's top three people that I tell all my most embarrassing confessions to. I hear a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And so like, you know, Amber is one, Katie, and then Mandy. Those are my top Mm -hmm. three people that I will not be afraid to tell them everything, like anything. (laughs) Uh, But I was also thinking, I was like, I'm also at a point in my life where I'm like, I just, I've learned how to not take myself seriously anymore. And it just, it's just goofy when I like for me, I just laugh at myself a lot more than I used to. <laughs> and I've learned that that is the medicine to not being utterly embarrassed and mortified, like mortified. Yes. Because <laughs> there's been many, many situations in my life where I'm just mortified. Anyways, so I've also been thinking about how after I go on dates, I always reflect on the date. And I wonder, like, what are some of the things that I really appreciated about the person that I went on a date with? And then are there were there things that made me uncomfortable were there moments that made me uncomfortable and and things like that Mm -hmm. and I wanted to share a story last week because the two weeks ago we had talked about how I don't have very many stories and so I try really hard in between our podcast recordings to think of stories that I could tell (laughs) and I so after we recorded last week I remembered at like midnight while I was falling asleep that I forgot to tell Mandy and you all this funny story so I was thinking back on my date that I have a Colorado guy. Mm-hmm. And at the end of one of our dates. <laughs> you were bragging to me, though, on like the good long hugs that yes. he would give you. Yes. Like he gives me this really long yes. hugs and they're just so great. You know, we talk a yes. lot about the Gottmans yeah. and the six mm-hmm. second kiss yeah. and the connection rituals. So you're like, yeah. he just gives really he good does. hug. Yeah. And, and you're that's telling what me I this. really, um, I really 
I don't know. It, I noticed those things when a guy at the end of the date like hugs me and like kind of holds me like under his arms. Um, oh, have you ever had that weird awkward hug where it's like their ass is out and they're not really yes. touching? <laughs> yes. Or like the side hug. And I'm like, Why oh, one arm like side this? hug. Ew. It is so weird. Ugh. Like hug me and then like hold me. Sick. Right? Like hold me for hold me for a few seconds. And then like I notice if you kiss me for, you know, a, a four or five, six second kiss because it's like what the Gottman say. Mm hmm. But when you just give me a peck, it's kind of weird. But what he does is, you know, I was thinking. Because I You're like, him, who just gives me a, a peck? peck. <laughs> Kiss me like you mean it. Fuck out of here. <laughs> so he kisses me for like six or seven seconds. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I got this. This is what they talk about. And then he like kisses my nose and then kisses my forehead. Mm -hmm. And then he looks in, you know, into my eyes. And then he hugs me like one last time. And then he's like, he hugs me really tight. <laughs> and then suddenly. I farted. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. And part of me is like, oh, my God, did he just hear that? <laughs> did I just hear that? I'm like, I can't believe I just farted. <laughs> and I'm like, it was such a perfect moment. And then I just let it out. It's so cute. And you're just like. <laughs> <laughs> and then he looks right at me. He goes, look at that. I'm so strong that I squeezed all the air out of you. <laughs> I think I think that's like a great response, though. I was like, just like, oh, my God, <laughs> that's such a great response. Like he didn't make fun of you or pick on you or no, make you feel bad about no. it, which is important. Like we're all grown ups here. But like, that's such a cute response. It, it's it, like, could you have written a better no. response? OK, that's why I, when I was thinking back, I was like, I just really appreciated how he didn't make me like mm -hmm. he didn't make me feel bad. He didn't make fun of me. He didn't like feel weird it was out. weird or gross yeah. yeah he was just like he complimented himself and like with me <laughs> i was just like i love that he took all the credit <laughs> i just love that <laughs> he took all the credit for you <laughs> that's funny i love it it just makes me like him even more it's like you didn't do that i did it that's my fault <laughs> it wasn't you <laughs> I was so excited to finally tell tell you mm -hmm. and then and then all our listeners since I don't have many stories to tell very often <laughs> 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 it's so good oh, yeah. oh my gosh so, yeah so if you fart on your date <laughs> you can always you if, if your date doesn't respond the way that Colorado <laughs> guy responded you can compliment your date and say you are so strong you <laughs> squeezed all the air out of me ladies take all the credit <laughs> for your man ripping ass when you hug him <laughs> that's not gonna happen <laughs> not happening i love it i love it yes so. but the other it only works in that direction <laughs> it only works in the direction that it happened to you <laughs> that does not work in the other direction i don't know <laughs> i'm not taking credit for anybody i'm like nope that was you what the fuck <laughs> uh, but yes i'll be like don't think i didn't hear that <laughs> That was good. Great Thank guy. you. Thank you for the laugh. Have you heard from Colorado guy since he's gone home? Um, we've exchanged a couple messages, but nothing it's on the decline. I'm assuming because he's like back home doing yeah, his normal so. work I and he's back blah blah blah, blah. routine routine of stuff. So that makes sense. Sad about it, but but be okay. I mean, I'm sure it's you only know. been a week. Meh. True, and you've been at a conference. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if you guys reconnect and go scuba. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. We'll see. Fingers crossed because my scuba trip with Katie Martin, her husband, and Ash got canceled. No. Because they think it's too late to plan. But oh. it's two months away. I think we can still plan it. I thought it was already on the books with y'all. Well, we reserved the week, but now they said that they'd rather just go on a camping trip for a couple days, which I'll go with them. But it's mm. not a whole week of scuba diving. Camping. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm excited to go camping. I haven't gone camping in a while. But I was looking forward to scuba diving. For so, anyone who, who hasn't been listening to all nearly 100 episodes, Miley just went camping for the first time, what, two years two ago? Two years ago. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm still excited about it. <laughs> and she liked it. <laughs> I was like, yes. really? Uh, but now I'm wondering, maybe I can take like a, a trip during my birthday for diving mm-hmm. instead, since I'll be missing our Roatan trip. Yeah. So we'll see. Okay. I don't know. Anybody want to go diving? I kind of miss Hawaii. I was going to ask you about Hawaii if you <laughs> wanted you? to go to Hawaii. Because I was thinking maybe I'll take a whole week off for my birthday and we just go to Hawaii. Ooh. I looked at flights, but it was a little expensive. So maybe we should plan mm. for October, November again like we did when we first went. Yeah. Because maybe the tickets are cheaper around that time. I don't know. I love Hawaii. Let's go. Okay. Done. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't have a passport, so that'll work. I, I really got to get out. License, so. <laughs> Every time we mention I don't have a passport, Kelly, I think, I don't think you met Kelly, but my high school friend or uh, junior high and high school friend, Kelly goes, woman, she like sends me a message. And I'm like, I never know. I'm like, how does she know I still didn't have a passport? And then like, oh yeah, I talked about it. She's like, woman, get your passport. We got to go to Italy. Oh yeah. Cause I have my passport. <laughs> I have the application pulled up right here in front of me. I have, I have the tab right here to renew, renew, mm-hmm. renew. Also, yeah. Okay. There's talk of going to Tucson. So I'm like, but I would need to make an appointment if I went to Tucson oh. to do all that. And I'm like, I can just renew by mail because it's not so far expired that I can just renew by mail. Oh, okay. And they might just renew my, what's it called? The pre-check global entry. Ah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I might be able to renew that too oh, okay. online. That's my hope. If I don't have to go and sit down and do it all again, I don't want to. Anywho, what are we getting into today on the actual episode? Yeah, we are talking about red flags, green flags. Red flag, green flag? Yes, that. (laughs) (laughs) This was a fun episode. It was. I think we got more in detail than we thought Mm -hmm. we were going to, but it's definitely shorter than last week's. So if you listened to the four horsemen that we chatted about with the Gottmans and heard all of our stories on all of our bad relationships or less than ideal relationships in the past... You'll hear some more similar stuff, yeah. but <laughs> but diving deep into the red flags and yeah, more like and... things to notice early on, like mm-hmm. jump, run, don't stick around. Yeah, I like that. Like, yeah, look for an exit door. So on the wall here, where I have all my things written down, where I things I wanted to be very intentional about, qualities and characteristics that I wanted in a person as I set out to date again. One thing I wrote down as a reminder to myself was I will not let red flags go, nor will I wait and see if a person comes around or grows into a better version of themselves, like grows out of this red flag for some reason. Like, Mm -hmm. I think I gave people way too much benefit of the doubt in the past thinking like, yes, this is concerning, but, you know, maybe I can just watch it. And my problem was that I would watch things turn into really bad things for too long I think I think I watched things pile up instead of just being done with it is you know when I saw the thing that was bad I should have I don't like to should all over my past self because she didn't know what she didn't know but this was something that I was very intentional about from the beginning and like I have quotes from all sorts of books and podcasts on the wall here like the issues on the third date will be there forever. Mm-hmm. Like I think about that a lot as I was moving into dating again. And like, that's a quote I think from Emily, a sex with Emily, her podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I don't remember if she got it from somewhere. So I may be misquoting or missing the quote that she made, but I just thought about things like that when I think about red flags and I was moving into the dating phase once again. And I mean, I don't know. Um, It's really cheesy. I'm super happy to report that the person I'm currently dating has not given me any red flags at all. And like I stared at this list the other day and I was like, check, 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 check. And yeah, it's just, I, I, it's very like, I highly recommend this type of exercise for anybody who is intentionally and consciously dating Because it just, it keeps it, for me, it keeps it in my mind. It keeps it in the front of my brain. Mm -hmm. And it Mm -hmm. keeps me focused on the things that are going to give me the best outcome. And that's connecting with somebody who's on your level. I think what you're doing is dating consciously. Yeah. With that, like keeping in mind what you deserve, what you need, what you want. Yes, what you need and want. making sure that it's a two-way street too because everything that you're needing and wanting and asking of the other person is exactly what you bring to the table too. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they, they a lot of people will say like, 
be the person that you want, like that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And so I really appreciate that you are living what you're preaching. Yeah. Grow into the partner Mm -hmm. that you wish to attract. I will take a moment and just go back to how you were saying like the, you know, Mandy, that that person before didn't know what she didn't know back then. But I think sometimes we wait around because I'm guilty of that a lot as well. I wait around, but it's not that like I, I, I do it because I think I do it in, a, in any negative way. I think I do it because during that time in real time, I'm trying to be understanding of the situation and giving people a chance to redeem themselves. Right? Like, cause I yeah. know that I fall short sometimes and I have, yeah, but like, you know, but, those are the things that like you, you, you address it in the moment. Yeah. And you're like, this isn't working. And what do you have to say about that? And whether or not a person takes responsibility, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like owns it and then apologizes if necessary, which usually yes. And then three implements a change to avoid this in the Uh, future. future, So like that's the part I I didn't always like follow through on. Like we would have the discussion and I would see the thing and they would say they were going to do something and then you give it the time and they don't fucking do anything about it. Yeah. It sucks. It does. So it's discouraging and that's when you need to look for that exit door. Yes. So you just need to be really conscious of those things. Not you, but you know, the collective you listening. (laughs) No, I got you. (laughs) But yeah. So this, this episode was really interesting um, for me and I really liked us having so many different examples of yeah. all of the different red flags because the thing is we all have seen them mm-hmm. and sometimes talking about them out loud is really helpful because you're not alone and maybe maybe by sharing you know like you can be empowered to know that you deserve more and yeah. deserve what you want and need. I would definitely say if I had shared, I think I said this on a podcast previously after the last breakup, it was like, if I had shared more openly about more of the things that were going on, I, I don't know. It may have changed things. It may not. Like, it may have just escalated me getting out of there faster. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if there's anything I would, I, I could preach and attest to, it's that um, once you start airing things out and getting an outside perspective on what could be gaslighting yeah then you you just have a better more solid like somebody else to stabilize you right i like that too mm-hmm. that's why it's really good to have either a therapist or mm-hmm. a counselor or a really good friend that you can go to because it's not gossiping it's not airing dirty laundry if you are confiding in someone that you trust and that mm-hmm. trusts you and that you both care about each other and they really do want the best for you mm-hmm. i don't think that's airing dirty laundry i did i I had an ex once who did not want me talking to anyone about any of our problems. And at the time, I didn't realize that that is a form of isolating me from my friends. He made me feel so bad for sharing my concerns with my best girlfriends at the time that I stopped talking to my friends uh, about anything. Yeah. And so that is a red flag. But don't let people make you feel bad about talking about the thoughts and the feelings that you have to potentially get a different mindset, a different perspective or someone to kind of say, no, you have every right to feel that way. You're not going crazy. Yeah. And for me, it wasn't even outside pressure. It was my own internal, like it gets to a point then where I think it's really easy to feel shame Mm -hmm. around, oh, fuck, did I just make the same type of decision? Did I do this again? Like in this different way, right? But did I do it again? It's easy to feel shame. So I think when things come up, just talk about it and give yourself a little more grace, a little more room yeah. to under, give yourself the same understanding your friends are going to give you. Yeah, totally. I like yeah. how you said that. Awesome. Well, Should we get into it? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's the episode. Since Mandy is back in the dating game and I am getting my toes wet. <laughs> I we was going to make a dirty comment oh. right there. Oh, <laughs> go ahead. Nope, it's fine. Just go your ahead. toes can be go wet. Ahead. It's oh. fine. Mm-hmm. Carry on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys, I love when Miley laughs. When she laughs, she looks like a puppet because her whole jaw goes up and down. It's literally the cutest <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> and like, 
<laughs> and when she really gets going, her shoulders also sometimes go <laughs> up and down. Can you picture what I'm talking? About? I hope I'm describing it appropriately. Aww. You know what I'm talking about? Where like marionettes, the little jaw, <laughs> yeah. like goes, oh, rah, 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 when they laugh and like the shoulders go up and down. Oh, no. Casey actually does that oh, thing really? with the shoulders a lot. And oh my God, it's so funny. And like you do it with the jaw. I was like the two of you together. <laughs> I just want to overlap them. I think I just laugh with my whole body. Like I just... <laughs> It's not just I'm always like mouth wide open, like yeah. cracking up uh, laughing. And I think I also laugh when I get shy or like embarrassed about something. Mm-hmm. That's not yeah. me at all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyways, so we're talking about red flags and green flags in a relationship. Yes. Whether it's new or even if you've been in a relationship, it's still important to be mindful of signs mm-hmm. of you know, things that might not be what you want in a relationship, in a partner. Yeah. Well, we can easily get blinded, right? Yeah. It's like blo- booty blinded. I forget oh, what movie that's blinded. from. What? It's from a movie. It's like that. you're booty blinded. You're blinded Ooh. by the booty. Ooh. So, Ooh. and I think that can happen on both sides. You know how like one person's behavior can be creepy because, and you're, but then same behavior out of someone that you're attracted to is less creepy? Yes. Okay. Yes. So sometimes, sometimes early on in relationships, if you're a, attracted to this person like intensely physically attracted mm-hmm. to them it can blind you oh to things that they're doing that are very bad kind of like rose colored glasses that's a way of putting it yeah okay yeah because yeah. i recently i mean just recently as in like the last few years i've learned what that phrase is like mm-hmm. because with uh with beavis yeah. i was blinded by a lot of things like he has this this and this mm-hmm. going for him so everything else is fine right i like or i talked myself into i can be okay with that like i talked yeah. myself out of i i'm feeling uncomfortable i'm gonna ignore that uncomfortable feeling because mm-hmm. he has all these other things that you know so yes yes yeah oh, that's a really good thing to know we should put that in our red flag list okay ah, i'm okay. writing it down now. like when you ignore your discomfort about stuff or ignore your uh, you, the pit of your stomach tells you something differently. Your gut? Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I forgot. One. I forgot the word gut. <laughs> yes. So we're talking about red and green flags. And just in an effort to kind of remind you if you're in the dating game, this could even apply to relationships in your friendship, like in a, on oh, a friend yeah. level. Yeah, I mean, yeah. in all have, types of relationships. But if you have yeah. friends that are all red flags all day mm-hmm. long, maybe you don't want to keep them too close. You're right, because I was talking about this with Katie Martin about some of our mutual friends, and we were kind of talking about how there are people that we completely trust. We mentioned you, we mentioned Shireen, things like that. And then there were other mutual people where we're like, well, that person can be mean in this aspect, so we keep them at an arm's distance. Yes. And her and I were talking about how like we got to be careful around this person. Yes, we love all these other things about this person, but that person also at the same time has these other characteristics that give us a you know uncomfortable feeling so we shouldn't ignore that and don't let them too close to us yes agreed so green flags red flags are just something that tell us it might be time to warning signs yes they're warnings but i feel like yellow flags are warnings so no one ever talks about yellow flags but i'm always like i'm a yellow flag person too i'm not like because I don't always live in the black and white, right? Yeah. But there are things that are yes and no. Okay. Then there are things that I'm like, I've, you've seen a hint mm-hmm. of something. So it's like a play on the field, like, right? Caution, um, observe. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So I know that's how sometimes red flags are observed. But like mm. red flags are usually signs that it might be time to end a relationship. Got you. Okay. Like a lot of them stem from personality disorders or toxic traits like aggression, manipulative Mm. behaviors, Mm -hmm, narcissism, mm -hmm. and green flags show healthy behavior. They show opportunities for deeper connection and they, they tend to demonstrate people's character, their values. So knowing the difference and knowing like, here's what I know about this person. Would it fall? Which category would it fall into? Or like, here are the behaviors I've observed. Do, you know, are these falling into green flags or red flags? So first on my list of green flags, I have that you can discuss and express emotions. I like that. My favorite word from that is discuss. Yeah. Because sometimes it's one thing where you can express yourself But if the other person doesn't reciprocate and doesn't respond to your feelings, that's where it may be a red flag. But if you can share your feelings, Mm -hmm. the other person reciprocates and together you can discuss whether you share that same emotion or you 
you feel different emotions, you can actually have a genuine interest in each other's emotions and talk about it. Yeah, it's deepening connection. Mm -hmm. It's basically being vulnerable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Right? Which yes, exactly. I think can be difficult if you've come from a place where it wasn't safe. So like yeah. you and I come from childhoods where our, it wasn't always super safe. And that's not to say we were in physical danger, but we didn't always have safe places for our emotions. So for me personally, there were just long, long periods of time, childhood, even young adulthood, like with previous relationships where there really wasn't any space. Like the person... The person I was with d wasn't able to build a container with me that held me and my emotions. So like there just wasn't any space for them. There wasn't no. any room in that relationship for them. So I just had to basically stuff them all down deep mm -hmm. inside of me and pretend like they didn't exist. Yep. It's really uncomfortable after a, a while, you know, it like is. after one of my big breakups all those years ago, it was like I, I spent so many days crying, like sobbing crying mm. because there was just so especially once I started to recover mm -hmm. from that like not from the relationship itself but from just kind of all the trauma that I had ignored that was going on like or suppressing like suppressing the emotions and suppressing just all the trauma in yeah. general around that relationship and that person's addictions and mm -hmm. things it was like fuck me like this there's so much of this pent up inside of me that there's never been any room for because that person was always a mess so there was never any room for me to have yeah. any feeling about it because like mm. heaven forbid I also have needs when this person is yeah. a wreck of course yeah having the space and being able to be vulnerable with someone is a huge green flag like do you feel comfortable and safe and safe and do they make you feel seen and heard that's really big for both of us yeah. because of our trauma. It's so healing and nice when someone sees us and hears us and provides us that safe space mm -hmm. to share what's on our mind and allow for us to share those emotions as opposed to suppressing those emotions. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. So look for that. If you experience that with a person, green flag. If you start expressing emotion and they kind of don't know what to do with it. Maybe they come at you with something like, oh gosh, you're being such a baby or yeah, anything sort of name calling yeah. or making you feel small for the mm -hmm. way you feel is a negative. It's a red flag. And it can be a green flag if you share something, if you take that risk and you share something that you're insecure about or that like an emotion that you're afraid maybe that someone might judge you, but when you share it and they respond in a way that's very accepting yeah. and they reassure you with the guy that I went on a date with, I shared some personal stuff about my childhood and he just reassured me that I'm so sorry that that happened to you. Like, tell me more or you know what? You have nothing to be ashamed about for going through that. Yeah. I, I've experienced similar with the person I'm dating right now. Uh, both of us have like both of us shared mm -hmm. in the first couple of weeks we shared some pretty intimate stuff and nothing that felt too fast or too far for where we were but it was like it was clear that there were things that were on his heart that he mm. really wanted to get out there and I was like okay yeah like I, I literally just kind of went all right cool well thank you for telling me that like I appreciate that that must have been hard you know and then yeah. there was like a, a, some discussion around it but yeah nothing that I was afraid of but it was clear to me that it was on his heart and that it was something he had either been somebody had either weaponized it against him yeah. or hadn't been accepting of it or maybe treated him differently mm -hmm. because of xyz I like that you use the word like weaponized it because I think that's where a lot of trauma comes from. Being a good partner is being someone who responds when your person has experienced weaponization. Yeah. I mean, we're not talking murder. No, so. <laughs> but like using your vulnerabilities or your insecurities against you yes. for some reason. And now exactly. it's developed or created a trauma. Him being so open about that is also very Im informative for you because then you know that might be an area that you have to be soft with and gentle with and, and not use it against him like previous and that's people. not in my nature personally no. but yeah but just advice to yes people it's something yeah. it's nice to be aware of yeah. what could activate people right like mm -hmm. bring up old things for them and like also the person I'm dating thankfully has had their fair share of therapy mm -hmm. and has processed a lot of things and doesn't live in the space of the pain like 
doesn't live in those pain points anymore, which is really nice. And so be mindful of where each other is at on their journey. But it's also important to know that the therapy and the journey got him to where he is in order to be able to share, right? Sure. Sometimes you have the trauma and the insecurity in the moment. You're not ready to share it yet. So it's actually, that's part of the journey. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. So this kind of brings up the next point. You can have difficult conversations about the relationship. Green yes. flag. Green flag. Like, not, not only can you have them, yeah. but you can discuss them between yes. the two of you and no one gets worked up defensive. Right. Like you can have them in a healthy way where you're not attacking each other and putting well, the other on defense. And I was just going to say, when you talk about the problem, you're not exhibiting the signs of the four horsemen like <laughs> last week's episode that yes. we talked about. Exactly. I think that there is no such relationship where there is no conflict. I think a healthy relationship is one where you know there will be conflict. Yes. But you are both prepared to meet that conflict together and to be able to discuss that and be respectful of each other during during that process and, and, and treat each other with care. And again, not exhibit some of those characteristics like defense that you just mentioned. Yeah. Or holding the other in contempt. Yes, exactly. The difference between healthy and unhealthy yeah. is how comfortable you both feel having uncomfortable conversations how open you feel yeah. and how much, you know, how willing you are to bring things to the table and just being able to chat with it really helps build empathy and trust and helps you create solutions together yeah. to the problem. I think a big part of that is being able to share the concern without feeling like you're being judged. I remember mm -hmm. with Beavis, I would be so worried like there would be a conflict, but I was worried about talking about the conflict because of how he would react to it. And I would always be kind of like, quote, walking on eggshells. Yeah. That's a red flag when you don't feel comfortable or safe to even share a conflict or a concern. Yeah. You can't express your emotions. Yeah. Like I wrote that down on another oh, list yeah. I had. I can't express my emotions then. Because yeah. like I remember I took a shower one day and then I went up to him. and I'm like, hey, I know we had a disagreement earlier. Can we talk about it? And he just looked at me. He goes like, can you just like let it go why can't you just get over it oh my gosh and I was like oh okay and in my you know in my head or in my heart or in my gut I knew that that was a red flag yes but I wasn't listening to my gut <laughs> at that time Miley was like I will crack this nut <laughs> I'm gonna get this so next on the list is these are all gonna run together basically right. but like so next thing a green flag is that they aren't afraid to apologize oh that's huge huge huge, huge. Like both people yes. are not afraid to apologize or both people aren't afraid to say, you know what, Mandy, you're right. Understand that this list has to go both ways. If you're yes. expecting it out of like mm -hmm. if this is if these are the traits you desire out of another person, you also have to embody yeah. them. Yes. I was just making a joke about how you like to hear you're right. Oh, I like really you're do. right. Sorry. I'm sorry. I was like, you're right. And I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, for me, arguments aren't about being right. No. For me, it's like. Usually if there's a disagreement, it's just someone's not being heard. Yeah. So it kind of goes back to being being able to express mm -hmm, yourself. Mm -hmm. Like and and yes, I love being told <laughs> I'm right. Like if it's a it's a fact, it's a fact, bitch. I win. That's me. <laughs> like I got this. I know this is the case. But like uh, disagreements aren't all about No. It's about being right. You're right. It's about understanding the other person's position, right? Because yes. oftentimes it's just, just like hear them out. Please, please just I, sometimes it's like, I don't need you to fix it. This right. is not a problem that needs to be fixed. I just hope that you can understand why yes. or what or how I'm feeling. Yeah. And that you take that into consideration. And so that's big. It, that's huge. Just sometimes it's just understanding. You may not even agree. That's okay. It's okay to not agree. But as long as I think as long as you can understand where the other person's coming from. I want to say really quick, this reminds me of an old saying that, that says, would you rather be right or mm. happy? Uh, mm -hmm. because yeah. being right isn't what it's all about no. but so someone that doesn't take accountability refuses to take responsibility accountability shrugs off the blame this is you know their ego is more important than yeah. the other person and these are signs of somebody who like have you heard the phrase emotional vampire is that someone who sucks a lot of your energy and your 
Basically. Yeah. yeah. Your emotions. Yes. Okay. Basically. And so examples, there are some examples that I just wanted to talk about with false apologies or people like, mm. I'm sorry you feel upset by what happened or I'm sorry you feel yeah. that way, which I think we discussed this a long mm-hmm. time ago in an apologies episode was like something I definitely said years ago. And I was like, ugh. <laughs> like, yeah. but like, I feel like that was something that just sounds so natural or maybe there's just so many people around me who had said it before, but I never had truly understood how the phrasing needs to be which is why I'm super specific on the way I string my words together and the words I use today because I'm like "Mm, that's not the right way to say that like it's not coming across the way I want it to but like if you say things like I didn't mean to make you feel bad it's like okay like that's not super helpful yeah it's not it's really for me it's a it's a disconnection yes for me it's like okay you're basically just still blaming me for feeling how I'm feeling Instead of really just understanding that, like understanding that I'm feeling what I'm feeling. Yes. So you just slight twist to the words, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Things like I regret not having thought through my actions first. I wish I'd considered your feelings before I did what I did. I recognize I hurt you. Wish I could take that back. I realize my words hurt your feelings. That wasn't my intention. I'm really sorry. Yeah. Like these are just small twists on the way to say it but it's owning it's starting Mm -hmm. with i which is in our last episode (laughs) the four horsemen i mean that that's what happened to me and another friend of mine like a month ago Mm -hmm. i had invited someone else to an event that we were at and i completely forgot that they were not on good terms i completely disregarded that and so i was like i feel horrible like i was just not thinking and i know now like I put you in a very uncomfortable situation because I know you and her do not get along. And I am so, so sorry. Like, I, I just didn't think. Was everything okay? Everything was fine afterwards. But things like that where it's like right or wrong, like I innocently invited people because we were having an event. Mm-hmm. As a good friend of my friend, I just forgot that they had bad history together. And so I just apologized and I was like, I'm so sorry. Yikes. <laughs> like, oopsie. My bad. Big, big oopsie. <laughs> Yeah, I, I should have taken your feelings into consideration. So, so sorry. Yeah. But like when you apologize, mean it. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So say it. Own it. Yeah. Own. Be like, I bungled that up. That was my fault. I yeah. need to get better about this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Another green flag would be that they are the person is your safe space. I know this is kind of repetitive, oh, yeah. but, but it's important to say that like yes. safe space across the board. Yes. You can share things. You can be comfortable. You can be free from judgment free from blame, free from all any negative type of emotion when you're sharing things about you. Yes. If you can't be your authentic self, I feel like you're in the wrong spot. Mm-hmm. Listen to your body. Yes. And another green flag, the person validates your emotions. Oh, this is humongous. I think I wrote this down like three times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's part of it too, right? Like they listen. They listen well. Yeah. They understand what you're saying because it's one thing to hear something and it's another to actually listen and truly understand the meaning or the uh, like what, what the person is really saying. And then they can validate that it's cool that you feel that way. Like it's okay. I'm not going to judge you for whatever, you know, what you just shared with me. I appreciate Just like you said, like when, yeah. when your new guy said something, you're like, thank you for sharing with me. Now I know, like, great, like, awesome. Yes. I like that you said listening because listening is, I don't think we've done an episode on listening, but it's really important. Have you ever been around somebody who you're pretty sure they're only listening to you because they're, they're ready for their turn to talk Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) versus actually hearing what you're saying and connecting to it in a way that's not just leading them to their next story? Yes. Yeah. This was huge because uh, that was a big part of my life. In, in the last five or six years, I try so hard to actively listen. Mm-hmm. So what happens is when people talk to me, they'll tell me and I'm really listening to them and I don't have a response. And then when they stop talking, there's usually a pause before I talk because I'm just processing what they said and then coming up with a response. And with Beavis, that's why he thought I kept lying because I'd always listen to him and then I would wait before I responded. But whenever I was talking, he'd always be like back at me like with something else. About and, himself. Yeah. Sure. And I'm sure it was probably. But, you know, it's just. It, I mean, he wasn't asking you questions about your. So if you're telling a story like 
in my head, the other person is going to listen to your story and ask you probably more questions about this. Like if it's a story worth, you know, if it's something worth sharing, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then they're going to go, wow, what was that experience like? How did you navigate that? You know, what did you find difficult about that? What was the most exhilarating part? Or what did you learn? Did you grow through this? How did this impact you? Just asking more questions about it instead of just wanting to respond with their own story. Yeah. I think in my... It's narcissistic. It is a narcissistic trait. I think we talked about that on that episode, but it is a very narcissistic trait to just start talking about yourself when someone's telling stories. It's like, connect with them on their story, ask them more about it. And then, you know, you're welcome. I think it's okay to say things like, that reminds me of a time when, you know, I experienced this. It was really this for me. Like just connecting on a deeper level versus constantly trying to like one up or tell your own side of the story. I think we all get kind of caught up in that sometimes, but... Notice if it's a behavior. Yeah, that's a good point. I was thinking, looking for signs of where the other person is, is engaged mm-hmm. with you. Yeah. Um, Versus in, just yeah, trying to talk exactly. about themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's why I was like, it sounds like for me, it's just like looking for someone who's engaged with what you're talking about mm-hmm. instead of themselves. Yeah. Yes. Energizing. They match your energy level. You know, they're sympathetic with you when you're sad. They're excited for you when you're happy. Those things are important. Like, people that normalize your feelings instead of challenging Mm -hmm, them that's mm -hmm. a green flag i like that big huge green flag absolutely and then respecting boundaries we had a whole episode on boundaries about two months ago yeah with jesse with jesse so if you're curious more on boundary work and how you get there what it means to you the different types of boundaries go back to that but like having having a list of boundaries for me if i'm with somebody or i'm dating someone or whatever it is and they they exhibit signs that they don't have good boundaries. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hmm, this could be a problem. Oh, it's nice when they help you with your boundaries as well. Like they, like if you're able to articulate your boundaries, mm-hmm. they help you keep those boundaries too. And so they don't force you to try to bend or try to trick you or tease you or try to talk you out of those boundaries. They respect them oh, yeah. and they encourage you to maintain those and maintain a good life the life that you want to build and and for yourself so like they look for ways to help you yes continue those boundaries yeah like if you say you know i really need to get home by this time i have this to do i have to you know be meet so-and-so i gotta blah 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 whatever Mm -hmm. it is or you know uh maybe it's a physical boundary like i'm not ready for sex until you know i'm not really sure when i will be i'd really rather not they're not going to push the issue with you they're not going to try to peel your clothes off (laughs) like there's there's all sorts of ways that you can express boundaries and people can uh respect them yeah and they don't make you feel bad for them right and then like your example of hey i need to leave by 10 o'clock and when 10 o'clock comes around exactly it's 10 15 i was just gonna say yeah they remind you and that's what i mean by helping you with your boundaries yes Uh, and helping you create them necessarily but but like going oh hey you mentioned this yeah i'm listening that's what i meant by helping you yeah that's (laughs) why i was like yeah when you express a boundary they help you keep those boundaries sometimes because you might forget or you overlook the time but that's a great example of the time thing Yes. Boundaries help us know what to expect. Yeah. In relationship you know, uh, to each other. Our mutual friends, Scott and Sean, mm-hmm. I went over to their place uh, for dinner. Recently? I don't know. Uh, no, like three, four months ago. Oh, I was like, and I miss them. I miss them a lot too. And I remember going over there and one of the first questions they asked was like, hey, how much time do we have you for tonight? And it was just so nice to be asked that. And then I said, well, you know, I can only be here for two and a half hours. And that that would have been like 830 or something. So then when 830 came around, they're like, okay, we love chatting with you, but it's 830. Get out of here. They're so cute because they're so chatty. <laughs> yeah, I know. And Scott I, would come into exactly. my office and like legit be in there for 45 minutes. And like yeah. we would just talk and talk and talk and talk. Yeah. He's like, oh my God, do you have things to do? <laughs> and I'm like, eh, fuck this place. <laughs> I'm like, eh, not really. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like, I'm like, like yeah, I missed a meeting. It's fine. <laughs> but, Whoops. Yeah, friends and I was like, I'd rather talk to you. <laughs> exactly. You know, like I had to leave because I was like, but I really so need to study. But they're they like, no, this way. this is really important to you. 830, you're done. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to not talk to you because that's a boundary and we want to be respectful. And so they're so good at that. Yeah. And I think when well, you surround yourself with people yeah. who are good about that, it teaches you to also respect yourself. Mm-hmm. It reminds you to also that like, you're it's worth so, it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of times when we're feeling unworthy, we mm. get too smushy on our yeah. boundaries. Smushy. Smushy. <laughs> um, squishy. Squishy. Yes, we get squishy. <laughs> and uh, we sort of give what yeah. 
it's like integrity, right? Keeping yourself in check and keeping your word to yourself. It's a really big thing with me. Uh, When I decided to re-enter the dating world and started dating the new guy, I was like, I set some rules for myself, like as we progressed through a few dates. And I was like, regardless of how tonight ends, like I'm not sleeping with him. Like I've just decided right now it's not happening. It might happen in the future. I don't know. Like we're still feeling each other out. I'm not sleeping with him. And, you know, things get to a certain point and I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm going to go home. <laughs> like this is something he was like, yeah. he was like, just stay. It's late. Like I'll sleep on the couch, take my bed. It's really late. Don't drive home. And I'm like, no, I'm going to drive home. Like I'm fine to yeah. drive home. Like I haven't been drinking for four hours at this point or three hours, whatever it was. I'm like, I'm fine to drive home. I'm going to drive home because that's that feels best to me when I've given myself parameters and mm-hmm. I've I've give, made word like I've you know made a promise to myself so to speak that I am going to do this and this and when I uphold that I feel best mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for me like I know I'm doing good things for me yeah so if you start relationships by not keeping your word to yourself it's honestly like I mean I've done that and it's a relationship killer like mm-hmm. you start off by just breaking your vows to yourself basically i love the way you put that you can't uphold anything in a relationship that you've started on quicksand well if you can't uphold things for yourself how do you uphold things for the relationship but how can others also uphold things for you well? like, yeah, yeah for no you one too. can yeah exactly yeah so anyways you have to be that for yourself mm. great words <laughs> green flag they're comfortable talking about the future and mm. my little asterisk on yeah, this is that say, while not future tripping yes, too hard, yes. because I think it's easy to get carried away and lost in things. And that's not to say, so comfortable talking about the future is someone who's interested in making plans with you. Mm-hmm, you know, you're mm-hmm. you're planning your next date before you've even left this one. Yeah. Or it's like, this was really fun or things come up in conversation. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, maybe we should do that sometime. Like scuba diving. <laughs> You know, you're yeah. you're chatting, you talk to somebody, you guys discover you yeah. have scuba diving in common. It's like, wow, we really like hanging out. We really like going scuba diving. And honestly, scuba diving is a super innocent thing to sort of plan for. Yeah. Because friends get together and do yes. that. You know what I mean? Like there's no romantic implications yeah. as long as you're not booking room, hotel rooms together. But like, uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh. there's, there's, when I say future tripping, I mean like, Red flag would yes. be somebody who's like, oh, my God, I'm going to marry you exactly. so hard. And After we are like, going to have two kids right. by. Yes. Yeah. When we have kids or, you know, mm-hmm. when we're going to buy a house here, here and here, like red flag, red flag, mm-hmm. red flag, like getting too far way too yeah. fast is future tripping. And it's it's sort of bypasses and ignores everything that's happening now. Yeah. It's kind of like planning for the immediate future mm-hmm. versus planning for the way future in the in, in appropriately yes and if someone who doesn't ever want to talk about the future or they're super dodgy about it that's a red flag they don't yeah. they either don't appreciate you they aren't planning on sticking around they're not that into this let it go man let it go there you go let it go <laughs> love it <laughs> green flag sharing the same values that is just a continuous conversation about yeah. values, but it's so important to look for shared values. But th- I think there might be some values that maybe you're not on the same like intensity level, mm-hmm. but it should be similar and or like the most important values are shared and respected. Yeah, I have an entire list of values on my oh. wall here. And when I was sort of in recovery mode and just mm-hmm. repairing closing wounds, doing things after the last relationship and recentering myself about the things that I had, like the things I had ignored or let go or little behaviors and patterns that I just didn't know. Once I started to learn about them, I was like, okay, now that I know this, I can be much more conscious of this. I can not be accepting of this type of thing. And I just sort of rehashed a lot of the values that I, things that I value in me and other people um, and I just, I have a literal list on my wall <laughs> and I look at that thing daily. I add to it. Sometimes I take things off to write a different word because mm. I found something else I'm vibing more yeah, with during yeah, the day. Yeah. I went to a James Beard Foundation leadership meeting recently. I don't think we talked about this, but the entire, it was about two and a half hours. It was fairly long, but the entire night was talking about values in business. 
And the list of values must have been, oh my gosh, 200 words. Wow. And I was like, wow, who knew there were this many? But that it made sense to me then why I would sometimes erase a word Mm, and write a new one. So there's actually a project where you, you know, go online, see if you can find a list of values, print it out or whatever you got to do, but write down your top five that day, come back a week or a month later, write down your top five again and do the exercise repeatedly Mm. to kind of find out which ones resonate overlap oh yeah yeah like find out which ones overlap because then you're really going to break it down because from day to day you might be feeling a little more one way or another and that's not to say they're not your values but to really find your core set of five values the exercise is to kind of do it repeatedly yeah pretty frequently until you landed on the five that resonate with you most i like that yeah so you know are they kind are they generous are they compassionate are they honest are they trustworthy for me like on my dating profile i put we're the same kind of weird if you have integrity and you pay your bills on time (laughs) because like financial is important to me it's a financial responsibility is being financially secure secure. and responsible is Mm -hmm. important to Mm me and so that was the funny little joke about paying your bills on time and like having integrity like do you have a set of values and then live within them is basically the genesis of integrity and it's like do you have that if you don't have a set of values like I've dated people who I'm pretty sure in hindsight don't know what they value yeah like their main goal is to just bleed other people dry of emotions back to the ambitions goals for the future um faith spirituality religion like is that something you value you talked about that recently it's Mm -hmm. like if you're on opposite ends of the spectrum with that can it work yeah i think it can work in some situations Mm -hmm. but that's where the conversation and the discussion needs to take place yes You don't have to share exactly the same things, but you should share a common understanding and an agreement around that value or around that topic. Mm -hmm. Do you value friendship? Do you have friends? Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah. (laughs) Do you, where does family fall in your priorities? You know what I mean? Like if you're on different ends of the spectrum, again, I think it can work. Mm so long as you're respectful of where each yes. other lies and mm-hmm. where where you hold those values it's like if family is super super important to you like i completely understand that how do you see that impacting me yeah. if i'm a part of your life yeah a and like thing- are you okay if sometimes i you know what if i what if you meet this person's family and they're completely insane and it's like can i dip out of this <laughs> do i have to go yeah. you know what i mean like in-laws are always this really int- we should talk about we should have a whole, <laughs> a whole episode in laws actual in-laws in a long time but it's a very interesting place to be mm, okay like, that we'll add it to our list but yeah anyways that could be a value right yeah i like it i have another green flag they make you want to be your best self i love that because you can be someone who pushes yourself that motivation to be your best self should come internally mm-hmm. but Having people around you, especially the person who's your partner, your best friend, those people should want to encourage you to continue. They should be your cheerleaders. Like I'm a huge cheerleader person. And so if this is something that's going to be, you know, that's going to help you be your best self, like I want to support that. And a, a green flag is is definitely someone who wants to support you in everything that will make you a better person. I mean, this is even on a friendship level, a partner level, but they want you to be the best version of yourself. They'll help you. They'll Mm -hmm. challenge you. They'll push you. It's like, go get that goal. Like, crush it. When things feel tough, they might be the person who incentivizes you. You know, tiny little words of encouragement can really be impactful. I know for you and I personally, it's like you strive for a lot of things. I'm same. Like, You're very, yeah, we're very similar in that. We like, are. We're ambitious. Like running my own business, mm-hmm. doing my own thing. It's like when people offer words of encouragement, it means a lot, especially I think for people like us where words uh, are Matter a, a top a love language mm-hmm. and we didn't always get them as kids. Yeah. Those are often the things we look for as yeah. an adult. And the reassuring, if we want to go back to the reassuring part of. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They validate. Yeah. The words validate us very, very much. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty validated by myself but (laughs) it is really nice to have someone in your corner I mean that's like you are always in my corner like you're always cheerleading for me and everybody around you 
Well, that's because you and everyone that is around me cheers me on. Yeah, that's a sign of a good friend or a good partner. Mm -hmm, Like a person mm -hmm. you want to be around is cheering you on. Big, big thing for that. That's a, I'm a big fan of that green flag. Same. I think we talked about red flags all the way through this, so I don't have a lot to add on that. I think at the top I mentioned everybody's got room to grow Mm -hmm. and we've all got room to be better. Kind of decide for yourself what are some red flags. Again, usually they come out of personality issues like narcissism, codependency, low self-esteem, unwillingness to ask for help, uh, can't admit their mistakes, ignores discomfort, they're controlling, they don't trust you. They can't control their anger. Like those are real red flags. If it gives me an icky feeling or Mm -hmm. something that makes me uncomfortable, that's when my ears perk up and I'm like, is this a red flag? Because obviously if I'm feeling uncomfortable, something's up. So listen to your body. Listen to your gut. No matter how cute they are. Exactly. It's a red flag. Yes. A red flag is a red flag. Yes. No matter how cute they are. It's usually not good. No. It usually doesn't go away. So another little note I have Uh on my wall here, the issues on the third date will be there forever. So if things come up within those first Mm -hmm. three dates, they will always be there. Because uh, think about it. This is a time when someone is trying to impress you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if you spot issues in those first three dates, those are always going to be there. And they're going to be there more. They're going to be there bigger. Yeah. Even bigger. So they only get bigger. Oh, they do. Yeah. They only get bigger and hairier and uglier. <laughs> <laughs> and balder. Oh, gosh. Uh, okay. So <laughs> to recap, pay attention, people. Just just pay attention, listen to the list, and don't be afraid to discuss it if you see something. Yeah. And if they get upset discussing it, that's a flag. Red flag. Yep. Yeah. And sometimes there are yellow flags on the field where and that's just that's something that goes, I just need to know a little bit more about yeah. this before I decide. It's like is this a normal behavior for Mm -hmm. you? Because this doesn't fly with me. So where are you with this? For me, yellow flags are noted and observing for more information. Yeah. 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Awesome. uh, I really like this episode. I think it helps us, especially where we're at. But I hope it helps our listeners. Yeah. I think think this is helpful to anybody. So please let us know. If you have other red flags, green flags you want to share with us, shoot us a message on Instagram or drop it in the comments on the episode, uh, the thumbnail. The, uh, yes, is please. that what we call them? <laughs> what do you call the post on Instagram? The post? It's a feed post. Yeah. Okay. And talk a story to us. post. Just talk to us. Yes. We also have a spot on the Spotify. So if you're listening oh, yeah. on Spotify, you can actually answer some of our poll questions that yes, are please. attached to each episode. And uh, feel free to chat with us there. We love you guys. Love you too. And as a final note, if you would be so kind to give us a rating and review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify, it is truly helpful to our little show. And if you found this episode helpful to you, please share it on social media or with a loved one. You can find and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Woman Get In. And you can find me, Miley, at Dr. Smiley Miley. And I, Mandy, am at MandyPants15 on Instagram. Thanks so much, friends. We'll see you next week.